How's it going? I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. Welcome to the Secret or Bonus Future Self program. In this program, there's just a few trainings, but I wanted to take you down some really, really cool ideas. So first off, I wanted to thank you for inviting a friend into the Future Self program. As you can see, it's a deep dive. Um, I'm confident that over 30 days, you can become a different person. Uh, if you get a new insight and a new perspective, and if you begin changing your view of your future and your identity, and then you begin moving your life in a different direction, you've already become a different person. Change your behavior, your environment, your way of living. Honestly, if you just change your view of your future and you begin operating with a new identity, you've already become a different person. And you can do that in a single day. Um, but over 30 days, if you're actively reframing the past, reframing traumas, viewing the past as positive versus negative, maybe resolving some challenges, having some key conversations. Um, I'm actually going to share with you uh, a quick story about my mom and about how in a single conversation, she healed a trauma of 20 years. Um, but I first off just want to thank you for getting a friend into the program. Um, and if you have more friends, please get them in because I decided to make this 30 day future self program free because I just want people to understand the crazy science that's in this book. And I also just request, if you haven't gotten the book, get this book or the audio book and maybe share it with a friend. Um, the Future Self program is so much richer if you read the book as well. There's about 150 journal prompts in that book. But anyways, for this secret program, um, today I'm going to actually share with you some crazy concepts from this book, which I wrote over five years ago. So this is called Slipstream Time Hacking. It's actually not as big as it looks. These are very short pages. But I'm in the midst of currently writing the full-scale version of this book. Uh, I just recently submitted my proposal, and I want to take you down some of the deep dive cool concepts from that book. But first, I'm going to share with you that story of my mom. So my mom comes from a huge family. And anyways, her father died. My mom's father died about 15, 20 years ago, closer to 20. And one of the siblings, there were several siblings, but one of the siblings, her name is Sharon, decided to sell their father's ranch. He had a, a ranch up in Northern Idaho. Decided to sell the ranch without consulting the other siblings, just because the relationships were pretty tense. And she just wanted to get rid of it. And then she dispersed the money equally to everyone. Like everyone got like 10 or 15,000 bucks. But my mom was extremely upset at Sharon for making that decision without consulting everyone because my mom wanted to keep the ranch. Anyways, it's always frustrating. It's created a wedge in the relationship. This is over 20 years ago or around 20 years ago. And it's, it's created tension, honestly, between my mom and Sharon ever since. Well, a couple weeks ago, literally a couple weeks ago from when I'm recording this, my mom was up in Idaho for something and she decided to go and drive by that ranch. It was hundreds of acres. And she decided to drive up and even drive to the little house, knocked on the door and talked to the person who now owns the ranch. And she just was really in a, a contemplative thought process when her and I got on the phone and she talked about how she was just still so unsettled that Sharon had sold that ranch. And I talked to her and I said, mom, first off, are you, you know, are you viewing this experience as this happened for me or has this happened to me? Right. As Dan Sullivan would say, are you in the gain or are you in the gap? And by the way, linked down below is an ebook that I highly recommend of Dan Sullivan's called The Gap and the Gain. Brilliant. It's one of the most cool ways. And I actually do talk about it in Personalities and Permanent. But from my perspective, it's one of the most powerful ways of reframing the past, viewing all the gains or benefits that happen. It's another way of saying this happened for me. But what are all the benefits that happen versus what are all the drawbacks? 
But anyways, I, I was talking to my mom and I said, mom, like, why are you still mad at Sharon for something that she did 20 years ago? She's not the same person she was 20 years ago. And why are you, are you mad at the current version of Sharon? Or are you mad at the version of Sharon from 20 years ago that is no longer who she is today at all? Um, or do we want to get better comprehension of why the former version of Sharon made that decision? And, and you know, where she's standing now, because where we're at right now, we can look at the past from a different perspective, maybe with a lot more maturity and a lot more understanding and maybe some more compassion. So I said, think about where Sharon was at 20 years ago. You don't know the whole picture. You don't know all of the factors or reasons why she made that decision. And maybe if you did, you'd understand and you'd have some empathy towards why she made that decision. But looking back on where your family was and on where Sharon was, can you have some understanding of why she would make that decision? And she was like, yeah. Uh, it's like, do you need to really be mad at the former version of Sharon who no longer exists <laughs> except for in your head? And, the, and also, you don't, you know, what about the former version of yourself? 20 years ago, you got really upset by what happened, but you're not the same person you are. You're not the same person you were 20 years ago. So do you really need to keep making the same meaning out of an event from 20 years ago that you made 20 years ago? And, you know, as I explained in the Future Self program, and if you're not in week two yet on trauma, often the meanings we give to experiences are based on the emotions that we experienced during that experience. So my mom was obviously upset and hurt. And so she made negative meaning, created negative meaning. And that meaning was targeted towards Sharon, that Sharon had hurt her. And so that meaning is what caused a lot of problems in their relationship. Well, the current version of my mom doesn't have to make the same meaning of, of Sharon selling that ranch as the former version of my mom. My mom can have compassion towards her former self and say, I can understand why I was mad, but I can also realize that I don't need to be mad anymore. And I can be compassionate towards my former self, but I can also be very compassionate towards Sharon's former self. And so with some of these mindsets, uh, I challenged her to go have a conversation with Sharon and just to, you know, first off openly express it's something that she had been frustrated about, but then also to let it go and to get better understanding of where Sharon's at right now and who she is today, because Sharon's in a totally different place 20 years later. So she had a conversation, totally healed the trauma, created a deep connection with her sister. And that's really how you heal trauma, by the way, is through connection. Uh, it's also how you heal addiction. It's how you transform as a person is through new insights, but also deeper and healing connections. And so that's, that is a single day transformation by reframing the past and then by having a, a humble, open conversation and getting to create better understanding and then being curious, not judgmental. She was curious about where Sharon's at today and also where Sharon was at 20 years ago. She didn't ask. That's one of the things that I had to do for my past was to get better context. I had to ask my dad as one example, what led him to the decisions he made as a drug addict? <laughs> and when he recounted to me what led him to that, those decisions, although maybe I wouldn't have made those decisions, I've never been in his situation. But in hearing his explanation, it made a lot of sense. And so I could have compassion and empathy towards my father's former self, but also super celebrate how different he is today. And I can celebrate that I'm not the same person I was as an 11 year old boy and that I don't need to make the same meanings out of my former traumas. I can instead be grateful for those experiences and recognize how much those experiences have shaped me and allow me to have a bigger future because of them. All right. That story aside. The reason I actually brought that story up is because I am calling that single conversation a wormhole. In one conversation with me and then with my, then with her sister, my mom was able to transform a, a relationship more in a single day than she had in 20 years. And that's really what this book's all about. 
This book is based on Einstein's theory of relativity and about how from Einstein's perspective, and this is kind of just true in physics, that the faster an object moves through space or the more ground, the more distance an object moves in a given period of time, the slower time goes. So at the speed of light, because light's traveling so fast, at the speed of light, time stops altogether. Time and space have an inverse relationship. The faster an object moves through space, the slower time goes. And if you've ever seen um, Christopher Nolan's movie, Interstellar, you know how that works. Because in Interstellar, and it's a sci-fi movie, but basically the idea is, is that in the future, our Earth becomes uninhabitable. And so as a result, um, you know, astronauts need to go out and find a new planet for humanity to, to live on. So they jump through what's called a wormhole. And in that wormhole, that wormhole takes them to a different galaxy and they can then go and scout out other planets. Well, one of the planets that they, are, that they get on is orbiting around a black hole. And so the gravitational pull is so intense that the planet is moving really fast through space. And we're actually moving through space, but we don't even know it because we're on the planet. <laughs> so our time is based on how fast Earth is flying through space. Well, in the movie, this other planet in this other galaxy is moving way faster than our Earth, compared to our Earth, through space. And space is so immense that we can't even really think about it. But the, that planet is moving so fast that time really slows down. So for every hour that they're on that planet, one hour, they're on that planet for one hour. For every hour they're on that planet, seven years goes by on Earth. That's how time relativity works. Um, and so they've got to be on that planet for a short period of time because if they're on there for too long, then everyone that they know back on Earth is going to be dead. Um, so the idea of time relativity is, is that the faster an object moves through space, the slower time goes. And this is literal. In psychology, it's kind of similar on the idea of flow states where, where you're fully absorbed in an activity, time slows down. You've got a higher level of comprehension. Well, basically the idea of this book is that Time slows down if you get where you want to go faster. So for example, you know, think about like 200 years ago. 200 years ago, like when the pioneers like walked across the country, it took them a year to get from like Nebraska to like California. It took them a year. We can now make that trip in like three hours on a plane. So our time goes slower because we can cover way more time faster. In other words, we don't have to lose a year going from the, mid, you know, the Midwest to the, we don't have to use, lose that year. And so the faster you can get where you want to go, the, the slower your time goes. And we all have slower time because of technology. You know, 30, 40 years ago, we didn't have washing machines. And so people had to literally spend days washing and hanging up their clothes. We now save that time so we have more time to do other things. We also are very distracted. When you're distracted, you lose time. Now, the reason I'm bringing all this up is this. In the Future Self program, I'm helping you clarify your future self. But the goal is that you get to your future self faster. How can you get to where you want to go faster? Maybe your future self is 10 years away. But is there a wormhole that you can jump through so that you can get there in six months? And if you get there in six months, then your time will slow down. You'll have been there for longer. And really what's cool about this is, this is that time is not about minutes. Time is not about hours. Time is about distance traveled. The more distance you travel, the slower your time goes. And so don't view your future self five, 10 years away. View it as a destination. You know, for me, getting book deals was a destination. My future self was a destination and it, there's no amount of time it takes to get there. Instead, it's just about when there's a destination, there are linear pathways to getting there and there are nonlinear pathways to getting there. There are 
There are conventional ways and there are non-conventional ways. And there is always faster ways. Wormholes are just one way of explaining uh, a shortcut. So let me share my screen. I'm going to share with you. This is actually my book proposal that I recently submitted to my publisher. Um, so Einstein views space-time as flexible. You know, they, they change based on how on, you know, they have an inverse relationship. The faster an object moves through space, the slower time goes. Einstein, uh, Newton had a fixed mindset about space and time. <laughs> His theories were very inaccurate. This is a wormhole though. So the idea of a wormhole is, is that this is the amount, this is space, but you can find ways to cut holes through it and you can actually get to spaces faster. So the only way, reason I bring this up is this. First off, you need to have big distances between your current and your future self. The bigger the distance, the bigger the opportunity to slow down time. So for example, rather than trying to sell 5,000 copies of this book, I need to find a way to sell 5 million in the same amount of time. And so when your goals become so big, and I have a link down below, there's two links. One of them is to a, um, a Tim Ferriss blog post, which comes from the four hour work week, where he talks about how big goals are actually easier and less competitive than the small goals. And then there's a link to a Dan Sullivan video where he talks about how thinking 10 times bigger is actually easier than thinking two times bigger. Having goals that are 10 times bigger is easier than two times because two times bigger goals, they kind of keep you in the same mindset. Is all you try to do is, is just work harder or, you know, with 10 times bigger goals, if your goals are literally 10 times bigger, guess what you have to do? You have to find a wormhole. You have to find a nonlinear, very creative, unique pathway to creating your goal. And I've spent a lot of time studying motivation and hope. And one of the key aspects of both of these things is what's called um, pathways thinking. So basically in order to have motivation and hope, you need to first off a vision of your future. You need to have the belief that you can do it, but you also need a pathway to get there. If you don't have a path to get there, then you're not going to be motivated. And so part of your job is first off to have a clear future, but then find the path that will get you there the most effectively and wormholes or cheats, I guess you could call it are just ways to get there dramatically fast. And so a key thing you need to think about is, how far away is your future self? Just because it's further away or bigger, you know, rather than five books, it could be 5 million. Just because it's a bigger goal doesn't actually mean it has to take longer because space and time are flexible and that you can actually cover the same amount of distance in a shorter amount of time and you can get much further and then slow your time down. And so I want you to think about, can you 10X your future self? Just because you 10x it doesn't mean it's going to take 10 times longer. That's a linear, old-fashioned, faulty way of looking at space and time. Space and time are not fixed. They're flexible. And there are ways to get where you want to go faster if you're courageous. And if, you, if you're willing to commit to that result, you can find what I call hinge points. So there's a concept that says basically that small hinges swing big doors. It's the idea of the lever. But just using myself as an example, if I want to sell 5 million copies of this book, I could do it the linear way. Linear meaning like I'm going to just work harder. I'm going to, you know, if it takes me 10 podcasts to sell 5,000 copies, if it takes me 10 podcasts to sell 5,000 copies, then I'm going to do 10,000 podcasts and that'll finally get me there. That's the linear way of looking at it. That's focusing on time the wrong way. If I really want to sell 5 million copies, it's not actually harder. I just have to think differently about it. And again, that's why 10 times is easier than two times, but also why big goals are less, less uh, you know, competitive. Most people are thinking in terms of com competition. They're thinking, I've got to do it this well-trodden way. Well, if your goal is so big that there is no traditional path of getting there, but there are people who have done it, 
or there are different ways of doing it. So who can you get advice from? Who's, who is where you want to be? How can you learn from them? Or, or what, what is the hinge point that you need? Whose help do you need? Just as an example, if Oprah shared this book, it would get shared more with her one recommendation than if maybe 10,000 other individuals shared it. So how do I find my hinge point? The only reason I bring this up is because there are wormholes out there. There are ways to get where you want to go faster. And if you're committed to your future self, which I recommend you do, there's a concept which I talk about in the 30 day future self program that commitment is a statement of what is. You can know what you're committed to by the results you're getting. So if you're committed to a much bigger future self, then you've got to find the pathway to get there. And there is a pathway. There's a wormhole. There is a way. And I can tell you, I've jumped through some crazy wormholes in my life. Um, When you jump through a wormhole, time slows down compared to your former self. My former self is on a different planet than my current self. My former self's time goes a lot faster because I've learned how to get results quicker and I'm living on a, on a much higher plane. So my time is going slower and my future self will have even slower time because I'll put myself in a position where I'm getting the results I want even faster. And so you want to get yourself to a level where you can achieve desired results almost immediately so that your time goes slower and slower and slower compared to your former self. It's amazing. And you're in more flow. You're in more joy. A big aspect of that is eliminating aspects of your life that are pulling you away from your, your key destination. Um, you want to remove anything from your life that is not helping you create the actual future that you want. You know, you got to get very clear on your future self and then you need to remove the things from your life that are pulling you in different directions because time is based on destination. It's based on how far you've traveled. And if you're traveling in seven different directions, you're not actually covering very much distance. Therefore, your time's going very fast. And so if you want your time to go fast, then don't make much progress towards meaningful goals. But if you want your time to slow down, then focus on one thing and eliminate the lesser goals. Remember the Robert Brault quote, Robert Brault is that we are kept from our goal, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to lesser goals. It's not the obstacles that's stopping us. It's that we're choosing to focus our time and attention on lesser goals. Don't do that. Um, So down below, think about how you can 10X your future self. Watch, read the blog post from from Tim Ferriss. Watch the video by Dan Sullivan. But think about how you could 10X your future self and then what wormholes you'd need to create or find. There are ways that you can create your future self so fast. I love the quote from Peter Thiel. How can you achieve your 10-year plan in the next six months? If this was life or death, what would you do? There are amazing ways, but you would need to make what I call power moves. You would need to, you would need to be bold and courageous and you would need to find that hinge point. My question is, are you willing to do that? You can create that. You can create whatever future you want and there are ways to get there if you're willing to figure it out and if you're willing to ask for help or if you're willing to get the right help, whatever that hinge point is. So I'm not, I can't give you the answer because I don't know your future self, but what I'm challenging you to do is make it 10 times bigger and then find the nonlinear or the, you know, the wormhole to get there so that you can quickly get there and slow your time down. I want you to get to a a radically big future self fast. And so check out the journal below, reflect on how you can 10X your future and then reflect on maybe some really unique pathways. And if you were committed to that future self, what would you do? Chances are what got you here won't get you there. And chances are you're going to have to think pretty differently 
about what you can do. But if you're courageous enough and if you're open enough and if you're willing to fail and if you're willing to get new information, people with low hope, by the way, and I've spent a lot of time studying this, people with high hope are adaptive. Because they're committed to their future self, they have the will and the way. They find a unique way. And that means adjusting how they approach things. They adjust their pathway. Rather than doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, which is what low hope people do, high hope people, they take failures and learning and then they adjust their process so they can create better results faster. So there will be more trainings on this secret program coming soon. But I just want to thank you one more time for inviting friends. And uh, I'll, I'll throw you an email soon. I'm going to put more trainings in here soon. But 10x your vision and find your wormhole. That's my challenge for you. Get where you want to be in 10 years. Get there in six months. Find that way. Talk to you soon.